All movements start with a question. Does the story I've been told still make sense to me? Or will I write my own? Join Tara and Joe as they question assumptions, think about ideas, and explore what it means to create your life from the inside out. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Joe, and we're excited to be sharing with you again. Um, So today, I, I thought we could talk about the year of 2020. Oh, <laughs> <a> dramatic pause, <laughs> right. and and more more so how how we're moving into you know at the end of the year there's a lot of I think I've seen a lot of people kind of looking for um, gosh I can't wait for this year to be over this year just needs to be over we need to get to 2021 and while I can sympathize with that um, this is normally the time of year where I do take stock of the year past and start planning for the year ahead. But I think it's interesting to kind of see what sort of perspectives exist. And I saw a friend of mine shared a quote or a meme or something this morning, and I thought it was really interesting. And so I wanted to get your your thoughts on it too. So it was plot twist. 2020 has actually been the best year of your life. You've faced challenge after challenge. You've adapted and you've overcome. 2020 has forced you to grow exponentially. Don't take that for granted. Mm. That's really good. I think it's hard when you're in it to see it. So, you know, I'd say we've been fortunate as far as things go our life hasn't changed that much in that we already homeschooled we live in the forest you were able to continue to continue to work i was, I was able, able to, to continue, continue to work, work. not yeah. without some challenges but but definitely uh mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, some were self-inflicted. My broken ribs, for example, had nothing to do with the Rona. Um, but uh, so I'd say the, maybe the first thing that comes to mind for me though, to talk about is is uh, it's certainly possible that someone who's listening to this, if we have a listener or two out there, would be that um, you know maybe their year is not going as well as as they'd like or as well as as ours has been and just that you know whatever it is or wherever you're at um you know it's it's hard to see when you're in that place mm-hmm. about the growth and about the about where you're at but it's certainly um you know looking back it's not like i haven't had adversity and challenges in my life um and as everyone does and i look back at those times and you know, again, maybe I couldn't see it when I was in it, but but I but I I know that it was pivotal and necessary and a gift in a sense mm-hmm. because of when you overcome those adversities and those challenges, then you're able to 
you know, go into a better place. And, and then when other adversity and challenges come along, they are, it's easier to deal with them or maybe less stressful in a way, or, you know, uh, you, you come at it with the wisdom of the experiences you've already had. So that, that's just my first thought about that is, you know, certainly I, I, uh, there, there are people that are having some very significant challenges right now, right? Oh, so, for sure. So it's hard, uh, I it's mean, hard there's, for them to see it when you're in it. There's no doubt that no matter what, we've all been affected by 2020 in some way. It has been quite a year in a lot of different ways. Um, not just for, not just in terms of the vid, <laughs> but also... Um, you know, think like politically, like all of the political chaos and mayhem, no matter where you're at, it's, it's stressful, uh, trying to figure out what, what are, what's really going on in all of these situations has been as that in and of itself is, is a challenge. Um, trying to figure out who to listen to or what to read or, or, you know, kind of parcel out the truth among all of the noise. Definitely, definitely a challenge. I think what I liked about this so much is that, um, what I liked about that quote is that really, as always, it, it comes down to perspective, right? It comes down to our choice of how we see things. And uh, there was a, there's another, um, there's a guy that I, I follow, many people probably heard of him, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. And he's, prominent in business and personal development and all of those things. And he had been talking about a while ago, like, don't, don't be so quick to cancel 2020. Like there are gifts in all of this mess in all of the mayhem. And for me, I know I, I, I think some of it has been, and this is going to sound really funny because of course, one of the things that's been the hardest this year is really feeling like you know which way is up and and what have you but there has been a certain sense of clarity for me that's come out of this um clarity about myself and our beliefs this podcast <clears throat> probably would not have started if it weren't for 2020 and feeling like there is something in the way we operate in the way that we our perspective in our life that i feel can serve some other people yeah, I think it's <clears throat> it has helped or it has caused not everyone, but many people to examine their beliefs about health and where it comes from and or education. Or educate oh geez, yeah, that's a that's great a big one. one. That's a huge one. A lot of people are, are you know, getting clear on what they want their family situation to be like, what they want their school situation to be like, what's, how and that's going to also, look. Also, you know, the, uh, I think people are more likely questioning who or what they believe, you know, mm -hmm. like, the, uh, you know, maybe, um, you know, there was certainly a time when, when, um, you know, if you saw it on TV, it must be true. Or if you read it in the newspaper, it must be true. And I think that there's there's a lot more people questioning that. So whether you believe that those people are right 
um, or not, and the, the, meaning the people questioning the mainstream narratives on things or whatever, um, I think almost everyone can agree that it's good that people are asking questions. It's good that people are verifying their sources and um, trying to uh, support their their own beliefs and their opinions and 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 uh, um, not just taking uh, the word of the talking head on the television or the guy that wrote the newspaper article or whatever. And so that, cause that's never a bad thing, right? Like it's people that are becoming self-aware, people are being introspective, people, um, and, and taking, and taking a more active role in, you know, any of these areas. I think it's always better if people are more self directed. Yeah. Having, um, having a, uh, more of an appreciation for what goes into their kids' education, for example, right? And taking a bigger role in that. Um, you know, there's certainly uh, a lot of people that just depended on the, the school to do it all, right? And versus, you know, there's the people like us that, that homeschool and are very active with it, but the, but then, um, you know, really the, the, the best students are the ones who even the, you know, the, the ones that are in the regular school system are the ones whose parents read to them and uh and are involved they're involved, involved in the school and so so now i think everyone is in a sense you know forced to be involved and and has a much greater appreciation for what is necessary and what it takes to um you know create the future <laughs> You create future humans, mm-hmm. um, so that's uh, that's definitely a good thing right there. I think it's it's changed the landscape. I think for for work, like there's people that are saying that things might never go all the way back to normal, and that there's nothing wrong with that in terms of you know realizing how much productivity can happen with people working from home, for example. Right? I mean, think mm-hmm. of all the people that have hour long commutes. I think that's the national average is close to an hour commute. And uh, wow. so that's that's an hour in the morning, an hour again in the evening. That's two hours of your life that you don't get back every single day. Ten hours a week. Sitting in traffic and, uh, you know, whatever that entails for people. You know, that's that's uh, that's brutal. And so the, the idea that people can live without that and you know, more people are moving from cities and, and uh, suburbia, you know, moving out to the country and the, the population is kind of getting redistributed a little bit. I think that's uh, a very good thing to come out of this, right? Because if you don't have to be close to some office someplace in order to, to work and, and support yourself and your family, I think that's, uh, that's going to be life-changing. That's going to be a game-changer for people, right? In terms of realizing the, um, the importance of making time for themselves and and spending time with their loved ones as opposed to just trying to pay the bills all the time and doing whatever that takes and sacrificing quality of life for that. Yeah, I would love I would love to see, and I know that we've seen this in our circles, but I, I'd love to see how widespread it can get. It's just more intentionality for people in how they're going to live their lives from from here on out. So if anything, you know, 2020 
could be considered a very large wake up call to many who, um, and also wake up call in terms of how we are all dependent on one another and, and connected. I mean, even think about realizing how much our supply chain can get interrupted and how we need to have a better understanding of where where the things we purchase come from mm. and are there better ways to do that are there more sustainable ways um are there more things we can be more self-reliant with do we need to depend on a supply chain that's connected all over the world do we need to think about how some of those things are are run so there's so many ways i think you can look at this year and say wow there's there's been a lot to think about and how do we want to go into the future with that? Maybe think of another one. So I think there's a, there's been sort of a, at least I think there's been more of a consciousness around small business owners mm-hmm. because you know they've been making them close down and leaving Walmart open and places like that big box stores stay open and the little guys have to close down all the time or, or little restaurants and bars and you know it's easy to take the businesses for granted in the community and I think certainly um, there a lot of times people don't have a full appreciation of what um, small business owners go through like their lives are very different than somebody who's punching a clock and collecting a paycheck and um, I think it's um it's brought attention to that in a sense because like I said, I mean, it's easy to take those you know, products, services, mm-hmm. what have you for granted um, and the people that provide them for granted. And, and uh, now I think this has brought attention to those people. So just one more thing. Yeah, that's definitely a great one. I would like to say that people are also paying more attention to their health, but I'm not sure if that has been as widespread. <laughs> well, so as I would hope it would be. <laughs> I mean, I think there's in terms the, of like nutrition. And, a lot of people sit around and drinking, eating junk food, and uh, you know, I mean, that's there's a place for that too, I suppose. But um, but one thing that I'll I'll say as someone who's been exercising in the state park for several years. Um, that uh, everybody else is too now. So that's uh, right. That's true. You know. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure some people have a little more time because maybe their work has changed or whatever. But um, I suspect initially there was quite an influx of people to these places because they maybe there was an innate call to nature. You know, uh, in a sense, uh, or maybe. I'm reading too much into it. Maybe it was just because the stores were closed down. These people used to be wandering around the mall and they and they wanted to get out of the house. So they came to the park instead. Either way, it's healthy, mm-hmm. I think. Like, you know, it's not to be a snob about it, but I mean, I think it's more people need to get more in touch with nature and spend more time outdoors. So that's an interesting thing to come out of this as well for people to appreciate the... Uh, the great outdoors and the, the solitude that comes with being in nature and the, and the, the health aspect of it, of, of not being cooped up in a room breathing with other people when you can be outdoors breathing with the trees. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, well, and uh, just the more we get in touch with that, the more 
beneficial we realize that is right so mm-hmm. when i know you have a certain quota of nature every week you need in order to just feel good and i'm sure we all have that we might just not all realize it as clearly as you do um you know you tend to recharge out in nature and i think yes. many of us do um and sometimes we get in those habits uh we get in that you know this is just the day to day today and we forget to how good it feels to get out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just made me think of what I think of 2020. So there's a great, um, in Napoleon Hill's book, the, not the think and grow rich one. What's the other one? The devil one. Interview with the devil. No, that's like interview with a vampire. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> uh, what is it? It is something like that though, right? Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to. All right. You're going to Google it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about it. So, so he talks about hypnotic rhythm. Mm, yes. And how, how we are, so many of us are just, that we're in an, a hypnotic rhythm in our days, in our lives. We are doing the same things. Um, outwitting the devil. Outwitting the devil. Thank you. I know it wasn't quite interviewing. Outwitting the devil. And so Napoleon Hill has a an interview, and he, he is interviewing the devil. That's how it's written. Correct. Yes. And they discuss this idea of hypnotic rhythm. And so 2020 to me has been a complete disruption of our hypnotic rhythm. Right? It just it has disrupted all of everything. But how that's that can be such a positive experience because it's only through breaking our hypnotic rhythm that we grow, that we have the opportunity to change, that we have the opportunity to make a different choice. Um, we get to and, and he talks about failure actually being a break of hypnotic rhythm. Like they're talking more on a a smaller scale, not necessarily global pandemic, but they're talking, you know, what failure is. It's a break of your hypnotic rhythm. If you just keep going the same way you've always done and because it's just, you know, it's comfortable or it's working for you or whatever it is, you never get that opportunity to expand, grow, make a change, pivot, whatever it might be. And I feel like this year has been a huge hypnotic rhythm breaker. Yes, it has. <laughs> in so many ways. And that's what we were talking about. So so um you know all those different areas that we kind of covered, but so how do we take this break of hypnotic rhythm and then turn it and make sure that it becomes something positive for us? How do we how do we move into the next phase with more intentionality. And that's, that's kind of what I'm excited about to, to kind of ponder. I have my own. So at the end of the year, I, and sometimes in the middle of the year, it depends on the year, but at the end of the year, I always like to go through kind of a process for myself where I look at the year past. I kind of take a look at what happened. Like, did I, did I accomplish what I wanted to accomplish? Did I grow? Like, where am I at? And I take some time to celebrate some of the wins, acknowledge some of the things that did not go as planned, and then take some time to 
to dream and to, to visualize and to really think about what, what I want the next steps to look like and to set them out with intentionality. And I've done this for a number of years. I have a couple of tools that help me. One is, let's see, back in 2013, I think I came across a book. Um, I learned of a book called Ula, which is, Ula is a life that's balanced and growing in seven key areas. And I was introduced to this book at, at our company's convention. I absolutely fell in love with the whole concept. It, the, I have followed them for years, um, in terms of their method and gone to a couple events and different things like that. But I always kind of come back to those seven areas as the areas that I think about when I think about when I sit down and I do my dreaming. And then I also have a planner that I love. It's called the passion planner. And every month, and this is what, what was so magical this year, as I sat down to like kind of do this process every month at the end of the month, the planner prompts certain questions. And this year I filled it out every single month. I'm not always that on top of it, but this year I filled it out every single month. I answered those questions. I took some time to think about each month. And so when I looked to do my review of my year, I was able to go back and look at those questions and see what I was thinking in each of those months. And I was really excited to see how much like I had worked through, you know, certain thought processes or um, some of the realizations that I had, or just some of the things that I was really grateful for all year long um, to kind of see that in writing. And it helped me really take that moment of celebration a little bit. Cause it wasn't like I smashed any kind of major goals, like tangible goals, but I feel like my mindset in 2020 was for the most part, like an area where I could see a lot of growth. And like I said before, clarity. So I was curious, Joe, do you have, do you have like an end of year, beginning of year process, or do you have a something that you like to do. I know we're very, we're, I'm much more, well, in, in our business, we call it a green personality. So I tend to be a list maker and a, I like to write everything what down. About the, the four tendencies? Really the four tendencies. Well, I'm well, a, well, I'm a questioner. Because yeah. we find out I'm a rebel. You're a rebel. So much. Yeah. All the different, <laughs> all the different yes. models of behavior. This was the one that seemed to be the most. That made the most sense. Yeah, um, so I are, like to be told what a... to do even by myself. <laughs> yes, right. So I have a hard time with the goal setting process. Mm-hmm. I struggle with it. In fact, I, I haven't quite finished last year's yet. <laughs> and In but, terms of writing them? or in terms Correct. Of, yeah. In terms of writing it out. But I feel good in that, you know, since 2020 was a shit show, um, I, I could just reuse uh, like, <laughs> so now I don't have to work as hard on the goal setting I could just <laughs> a, a finish up the couple of areas of life that I because uh, you know I too have a process it's, Ula has too many things mine is uh, uh, what is it professional spiritual um, fun and personal personal maybe Maybe fun. I may I might have made that up. Those are my favorite ones. Fun ones. <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's personal, professional, and spiritual. I was gonna say I thought that would be funny if fun was one of the main 
Yeah, I might have. But that, when it comes down to personal, that's usually it's usually fun involved. Um, so it, which those are the ones that are easy to achieve for me too. Like I could write down, but it didn't happen this year because you know vacations mm, weren't allowed yeah. to go anywhere. Uh-huh. Usually I have a couple of vacations planned into the fun or not the fun, <laughs> the personal. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's gonna have a golden eye of fun? That's I stupid. don't know. Uh, but uh, but the. Uh, um, Fun's a whole category in Ula. Could, I know. So it's probably where you're getting that from. I think it is because you brought that up. Um, but the uh, professional wise, uh, you know, those are the ones I, I tend to have a little more challenge with. But I came came at it from a little bit different of a of an approach this time. And um, after talking to you and some things that you learned, and it, and it was going better. It was going, you know, and then, you know pandemic happened and then that was even going really well and then I injured myself so that kind of put a damper on it um uh so yeah so I'll I'll share the seven categories because probably someone listening is gonna be like well tell me what the heck are the seven categories so what I work through are family they're all f's by the way that's how Ula does it family field fitness fun, friends, faith, and finance. Look at you, your little notebook with tabs on it. That's how I find them. And little pictures and Well, it's my vision book. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. I don't do that. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) I think it's okay. Because this this is what I've learned, especially this past year, that accomplishing our goals has less to do with, I mean, every, everyone says you need to write them down. You need to write them down. So you make them a tangible thing that you're looking at and you're reading. And, but that's because the most important thing is getting into the spirit of it's getting into the vibration. It's getting into the feeling, whatever you want to call it. It's getting into that state of your goals, where you're going. And I would say this year was a hard year for that. Because everything around us was so noisy and so clamoring for attention and filled with a lot of fear and a lot of like, a lot of what is going on here. However, I think I exercised that muscle so much more that if we get a normal year in 2021, it's going to be like, I'm going to feel like a powerhouse. Well, and I <laughs> because think- like I worked so hard to when I was in those places of fear and to, to get out of them and to be in a a better place. And I I learned how to do that much more strongly, but I think that's no matter what you do, whether you, whether you write them down meticulously, like I do, whether you have a vision book or whether you, you know, you have it scrawled on a, a note card that you pull out of your back pocket, whatever it is that your method is, it's important the frequency with which we spend time on that future vision, on that uh, future memory, right? That is where that's where the magic happens. And it's also been said that setting goals is not about achieving the goal as much as it's about who you become in the yes. process of trying to achieve the goal, right? So. That's why it's important. So I agree that it's important. Um, I, and sometimes I'm frustrated with how my brain works. But I, uh, 
I have to admit, I didn't. I I kind of quit looking at them because I get frustrated when I don't achieve the goal. If I say I'm gonna, this is what's gonna happen, and it does happen. Right, and being frustrated is is not, not where I'm be. Right, it's not the state. That being said, I feel like yeah, I don't feel bad about it. I think um, if anything, the strangeness of the year made me much more appreciative of the life that we've made and what we have. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There's that too. So, so there's lots of ways that we can move into the next year. Um, I'll share, I'll share at the end. I'll, I'll, I am running a sort of text based, you know, if you're interested in going through my process with me, I am sharing a text based um, prompts, I guess I call it 21 by 21 because it's, if you spend about 21 minutes, that's just to make it a catchy title, 21 minutes for 21 days. It's a three week process. So about 20 minutes a day journaling, um, following the prompts, it helps you kind of lead you through the same process I described, which is where we go over the year in the past we celebrate some of those things. We really think about what's important to us. We get clear on our values and our thoughts. And that's, that's really half the battle. And then go through these seven areas and really spend some time dreaming and thinking about where are we, where do we want to be, and what are the steps that take us through there. So that way you can go into the new year. Or if you're listening to this anytime, you can go, you can become clearer at any time and go through these steps. Sometimes I'll do this in June, you know, as I'm halfway through the year thinking about, okay, where am I at? Where do I want to be? But, um, I will also leave you with a couple questions from my planner that I feel have been really helpful. And this again is from the passion planner and there are similar, there are similar questions at the end of each month, but the year-end questions I thought were really, really great. So first of all, if you have a way to look back over your year, whether it's a calendar, a planner, Facebook, Instagram, you know, kind of take a little time to scroll back through your year and just remind yourself of all of the things that you did overcome or the things that were great um, or the things that you are grateful for because that's something that I don't think we do enough we just keep going, right? We keep on in that hypnotic rhythm and we don't always take that time to reflect. And so take some time to do that and then and then answer some of these questions. So what are the three biggest lessons you learned this past year? What is one way to incorporate these lessons into your life? Review your past year and assess your priorities. Are you happy with how you spent your time? If not, what steps can you take next year to adjust them? How are you different between this year and last year? What or who are you especially grateful for this past year? And then name three things you can improve upon. And what are the concrete actions you can work toward these improvements? And I think even just spending some time answering those questions, you're going to have a much clearer, intentional year going forward. 
It's very good. Do you have any other thoughts as we no, I think, start I think to wrap up? That's uh, pretty profound. I mean, it's simple yet if someone really ponders those questions, it could be very profound. Right. And you could get to that same thing we started with that plot twist where you say, oh, 2020 is actually, there's some gifts here. Maybe we just have to dig for them a little bit. True story. Thank you for joining us. Bye. We look forward to next time. Hello, friends. This episode, we talked about my 21 by 21 series. Every year, sometimes twice a year, I take myself through a process of goal setting and visioneering. But it's not just that. I walk myself through learning as much as I can from the past year, dreaming big, and then intentionally setting up actions to make my vision happen. This year, I feel we need this more than ever, and I'm inviting you to join me. Just 21 minutes for 21 days. I've set this up via text for free. Simple prompts to walk you through what I do each year and help you think bigger and get clearer as you move into your next steps. If you would like to join me, simply text 21 by 21, as in 21x21, to 570-218-7848. I hope that you'll join me, and I can't wait to hear what kind of clarity and excitement you're creating. Have a great one. Hi, friends. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard today, please share with others. A movement is not a movement without people. At the very least, we hope that we bring ideas that make us think and ponder and just question our assumptions. And at the most, we hope we empower others to create their lives living above, down, inside out. Thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll see you next time.